Hello and welcome to the We Don't Grow Up podcast with me, Ant. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I wrote a new, in- I wrote a new intro because I never explain what the podcast is and I always think I'll do it and then I launch into that and it's so familiar that I just go with it. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast, a podcast about staying in. We were staying in before the pandemic took away the option of going out. We stay in by choice. We, we choose... set the trend before Ex- it became trendy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we choose video games and TV over picnics, bug hunting or swimming in canals. Is that what they do when they go out? I don't know. I stay in. I don't know. No, exactly. We I'm stay in. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who are we? We are your hosts. I'm Ant, and I'm here with Dave. Hello. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Yuku Island Express, Resident Evil 7, a whole bunch of films. Before we talk about our film club, the film where the films that we ask you to watch along with us. So this week's is Life, available on Amazon Prime, and Run, available on Netflix. But before that, we're going to do... Uh, Yuku Island Express, which I know nothing about. Dave, you're playing this. What is this? Okie dog. So, just to rewind a touch, I finished Resident Evil 7. Oh, okay. Um, and then I wanted to play something, I don't want to say um, small, mm. short and sharp, I should say. Some, you know, not too, um, a bit more, less stressful, shall we say. <laughs> so, I remember yeah. raving about this, and it's basically, it's kind of like a Metroidvania, but it's but it's really like, um, oh God, how do you explain it? You're basically like, I think you're a dung beetle, and you've got this little ball you're pushing around, which isn't dung. And all the stages, like, it's a big island, and you are the new postmaster on this island. But when you get there, this god attacks some of the trees and the animals on there. So you just basically got to put it all right. But it's pinball. But not pinball. <laughs> so you roam around this whole island, <laughs> like Metroidvania. Um, you'll get to certain sections which you've got to navigate, and you just use L2 and R2 to fire the, you know, like the, what do you call them on the pinball machine? The little. The marbles, balls? Flippers. 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 Paddles. Yeah, the, yes, the paddles, flippers, whatever you want to call them. Mm. Flipper, flipper, mate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, terrible. Um, and, but it's, I'm not doing a great job of describing it, but it's really good, really fun, looks lovely. Um, it's obviously, it's so far off from what Resident Evil 7 was, it just feels like a great, nice breath of fresh air. been frustrated once on it. The map's a bit, when you zoom out to the map, it's a bit far out. Um, and when you do zoom in, it's not quite close enough. And the first boss was very annoying. But, <laughs> not, but that could be down to more skills. Uh, but it's very, very good, and um, it's quite sure. I, I did a quick platinum check because I, you know, what I'm like, mm. and uh, it's ten hours to do the platinum. So I was like, well, that's not too bad. So the guy's probably completed in let's say five, six hours. But um, it's really good. Like I say, you're just wandering around, you get certain missions to do, and deliver letters and that, and then help people get up mountains and stuff. And yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. Just thought I should mention it because I think a lot of people have probably played it who's interested in it anyway. But if you see it on sale, I would highly recommend it. And I think I've seen it on sale for like four, maybe five pounds. Yoko Island Express. I've never heard of it. I think it's on the Switch as well. Probably perfect for the Switch. Probably. Is. a lot of indie games are, aren't they? Well, yeah, you know what? I'm going to add really to our talking list the Switch. I'm going to have a moan about the Switch. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Moan about the switch, breaking news. The worm has turned. <laughs> right. So you caught on the express. Uh, it sounds interesting. I can't envision it, envision it in my mind. A pinball machine with levels. Like you're, I think you'll look at the visuals and you'll be like, ooh, the visuals are like definitely intrigue you and then like I say it's just left and right oh and then look you do obviously get extra abilities as you play through the game like I've just found this kind of rope which helps me attach to like flowers and then I can swing around it and get climb um, areas that I couldn't obviously in the Metroidvania style how does that work with pinball flippers are you a, are you a ball you're a you're a beetle with a ball and this ball is what keeps flipping around these these pinball machines. Yeah. And then like you push the ball on the like platforming sections. And then you, you when in the ground these little flippers will just be in different random spots and when you hit them, you get your Metroidvania like elements, like your extra um abilities. You can see like flowers which now you you know because you've got this rope around your um and you, you get this creature in a rope and you can just slows time a fraction of the time because you can quickly tap R2 and attach to it. But there's other abilities to open up as well, which I haven't quite got to. Trust mm. me, it's it is it's very very good. Okay. It's a bit Rayman, the way it looks, a bit like Rayman. Oh yeah, I like yeah. the look of that. Very, those games, very much like that. Actually, you know, if you didn't know, you'd probably think it was like a project from that team. You know, like how um, that other team did Valiant Hearts. Oh yeah. Something and that, what was that other one? Light, Child of Light? Something with Light. Yes, that was good. That was, that was that They're both very good. Valiant the Height in particular. I really enjoyed Valiant Such Heights. a shame that we never got um, sequels. Yeah. Or something just, in the same vein as yeah, Valiant just more. Yeah. Anyway, Resi 7. I didn't realise you completed it. Yes. That's not Hands taking up, you I long. I play it on easy because I'm absolutely awful at anything in the first person mode. Um, <laughs> if I go back to that, I'm going to go easy. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still shit me up a lot, and um, I was still stressing out. Like, by the time I finished, I had about 12 medical packs and about 2,000 bullets. I'm only joking about this, but I had a lot of ammunition. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's still a very good, intense game. You can't take that tenseness out of it. I suppose lots of people say, well, when you know, you can just kill everything without, but, you know, it's still very tense. I mean, the, it, have you finished it? No, I haven't finished no. it. Where did you get to? I did the beginning bit in the house. I did the yep. garage. I did whatever the, the next part the is. I remember creeping about underground with some sort of witch. I just got out the house and there was a caravan, and I think that's where I stopped. Oh, yes, yes. So we got, well, I'll say that. Um, I thought I was, once I'd got through there, I was nearly done, and then it went on, and then I thought, well, I'm nearly done now, and it went on. And then I, I thought, there's got to be a speedrun trial because Resident Evil always does. And it took me nine hours and 16 minutes to complete. And there's a mm. speed trial for four hours. Four hours? Yeah, but, but my mate said to me, he said, if you play through um, and you complete it in under four hours, he says, which is doable because he did it in two and a half, he said, um, you get this, um, like, my, is it Miley? Me, me, how do you pronounce that? M E L E. I hear the Americans say it so much that I get confused, but I think it's melee. 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 I think you can say either. Yeah, so anyway, you get a weapon like that, which is like a saw or something, and um, it makes hard mode or madhouse mode much easier to um, complete. Okay. So, um... Two and a half hours, he blitzed it. Yeah, some people have done it in an hour and 50. 
what just like not speed run it's just regular regular well, like speed run just knowing the element you know knowing the order to do the puzzles in and not wasting losing any time like wandering around just go from the location yeah, to the location yeah. to the location to the location you know and uh, if they can dodging any enemies that they can avoid but um yeah, he said he can do it in that. But um, I, I really—I I mean, I loved it. I thought the game was absolutely fantastic from start to end. I didn't—I wasn't overly keen on the mine. Oh, sorry, there's one area which I wasn't keen on towards the end. But um, I've, I've heard people say a lot of people say they wish they played the first two thirds and then stopped because they don't like the end. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I was at one point. I mean, don't forget, I hadn't played it for eighteen months. So I started off from where I was and I did a quick recap, reading through um, a guide up to then to fill me in on the story and details. And by, I was up to the speed and then by the end, I was like, what happened? Like, I, I was like, <laughs> so who, why, an umbrella or what? And I was like, oh my God. And I thought, when I marked it, I gave it, I think I gave it 8.5 out of 10. Um, and the only reason I didn't give it a 9 or a 9.5 was because, like I say, I know you expect a bad story in Capcom and Resident Evil games, but it was pretty poor the way it was all explained. And then the way the actual end, I took it, that was it, I took half a point off of the ending. Because it end, the way it ended, I was like, so how does this lead into Resident Evil 8? Now, someone said to me, oh, you've got to play the expansions. Well, I've tried, I've bought the expansions for £10. And I, st- I, I wish I could get my money back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first, there's four band footage videos. The first one is called Bedroom, which is brilliant, which is like um, a, a point and click game, basically. Mm. Um, escape, it's like an escape room. Um, the second one's 21, which was fun. It's a game of 21, like, like the movie Saw, and someone's getting hurt while you're trying to win at the game, card game 21. I don't know, I can't forget what the actual name of that is. Blackjack, anyway, cartoon? Yeah, probably. One. There's loads of names like that. But yeah. then when you finish it, you can play it in different modes. But I thought, well, I've played it once. I don't really want to. You know what I mean? Mm. So right, that was 10 minutes. Then um, there's another one called Daughters, which was all right, but the ending is so frustrating. It's infuriating. And that's only about 10 minutes again. And there's two endings for that, but you just differ. It's very slightly differ um, what you have to do in the level to get the good or bad ending, true ending. Mm. There's another one in there. I can't think what the other one was. That's how you remember. And then I did that anyway. Uh, oh, that, and then I started the one that's free called Not a Hero with Chris Redfield and I got about halfway through that and I thought this is fucking boring really boring and I thought I've paid for it and I thought it don't matter does it yeah, I, if I don't want it if I'm not having fun I'm not going to waste another two hours on it so I'll just quit that as well mm. uh, I'm not I think I'm just going to delete it I'm not going to go back to it mm. but the expansion pass avoid at all costs but the game for me was absolutely fantastic there's only one area I wasn't overly keen on but um was it near the back end of the game? Yes, in mm. the final third. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say I wouldn't say it was the whole of the final third, but I would say it was like probably the last. Depends how fast you are, thirty to forty minutes. And mm. um, they they weren't fun at all. Um, they were quite. It was just boring. The area was boring. It was bland after what had come before it. And um, I actually, because I didn't know much about Resident Evil 7 before I played it, I actually thought they went in a total different direction, like with like a mad family or something, but it, it kind of boils back down to what you buy our weapons and that again, which was a bit, mm, you know, like I thought they might be doing an anthology thing. Yeah, a bit different. Yeah, but that would have been more interesting for me. Yeah. 
you know, that could be something real. I mean, look, they could have done that with the Mad Family, the Resident Evil 8, which, is, which looks like vampires and werewolves, but it obviously won't be. Mm. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Are you going to get Resi 8? I've pre-ordered it. Have you? Yes. <laughs> I'll be playing that village, easy, obviously. It? Yeah. And then, if I can, I'll, I'll play it on normal and hard. But, yeah. So I think there's a, um, another showcase next week. Look, this week or next week for Resident Evil 8 or Village. But, um, yeah, when I played Resident Evil 7, I finished, I thought, you know what, I've got a um, pre-order right now. <laughs> I, I remember 7 so clearly that I think I could probably go back in where I was mm. and maybe just drop the difficulty. Well, I think, you, I don't know if you can drop the difficulty once you've started. I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, I think you could drop back in just... Just do a quick recap, can't you? But um, mm. did you try it in VR? It's a great game. No, I didn't. I started that I did, game in VR. I did hear a few people say that the visuals drop significantly in VR mode. Well, I'm not sure. I started it in VR. I played a few of the tapes in VR. They were really good in VR. Mm. Um, but yeah, I found running from the the guy in the house that was a bit difficult in VR and fucking tense. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, I keep saying it, but it's just such a good game in almost every element. Visually, it looks fantastic. I mean, mm. you could say Ethan's movement's a bit off, but that's a kind of a Resident Evil staple that they don't make the control, they don't make bad controls on purpose. They kind of make them a bit stiff or awkward or not quite arcade perfect as people would expect because, you know, if it handled like... I don't want to say bayonetta, but like Doom, where would the tense intensity be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. It adds to the tenseness. Yeah. Cranks up that fear level. Yeah. I like yeah, Death, I was... like Dead Space. That's still one of the scariest games I've played, and that. Oh yeah, I mean, it Dead handles Space better, handles... but it's yes. sluggish because it's all in space. Yes, and the thing with Dead Space that makes it more tense is getting those shots right. Mm. You know, like um, you, you know, you can twist the um, plasma, right? Not the plasma, um, what's it called? Like a bolt cutter, wasn't it? Bolt was cutter, it? yeah. Plasma bolts or plasma cutter, but um, the way you could change that to horizontal, vertical to mm. shear off limbs and tentacles. That was part of the tension in that game as well. Yeah. Because you knew, like, the right shots could take enemies down faster, or you waste ammunition. I mean, if they remade that, I'd be all over that. Oh, me too. Bloody love that game. Imagine how good that'd look now. Oh man. Oh, it's so good. EA need to just do it and then reboot the series. Oh, they do now. If, if they can do all three bloody Mass Effect games, is that EA? Yeah, that's EA. Oh, no, is it? Yeah, it's part of EA, isn't it? Yeah. Bio Bioware, isn't it? Bioware. So if they can do that, then you think to yourself, well, surely you can put the effort in for Dead Space. I mean, if not all three, just the first. Yeah, that's all I want, the first. The second was all right. second was all right until the final third, and the third one was just... It was just about, for me, it was like a six out of ten experience. It wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't memorable either. It was just like plodding through to see it through. I don't know if I played three. I didn't miss much. That was the one that went full on co-op, wasn't it? That's some good ideas in there where like, you might be seeing enemies and shooting or shooting at your teammates and that you was having hallucinations. Oh, right. I don't think I played that. No. Hmm. Right, shall I have a moan about the Switch? <laughs> Go on, then. Right, before I moan about it, I just want to say I do love my Switch. It is the best console Nintendo have made. 
in theory. But yeah. this this drift on the Joy-Cons oh. is beyond a joke. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it it's not been a huge issue for me because I've got the Pro Pad and I play a bit on screen and the game the kind of games I play aren't relying on uh pinpoint accuracy on the controls. But I've been playing multiplayer Pikmin with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've only got one pro pad, so the other person is using two Joy Cons. Yeah. Now, one of my Joy Cons, the multicolored ones I got that came with Mario Party, the right one no longer connects to the Switch unless it's mm-hmm. unless it's completely attached to the Switch, but it won't connect remotely. That happened recently, so I've gone back to my original um, launch version grey pads, which I never bothered to get fixed because the drift wasn't too bad but now oh just in the middle of a Pikmin battle mm-hmm. your character will just walk left and won't stop for ages until you until it just jumps back in or the camera will start spinning and it's really annoying because it's it's timed it's either you're working together or you're working against each other against a clock so either way it's unfair yeah, and we're really good. We're going for like top scores. We're going for the platinum trophies. We're trying to platinum everything, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just breaking. It's broken the the game for us. It's so annoying. Yeah, and they're not. They haven't changed. They haven't addressed this issue. If I was you just going to ask that. If say that again. I was just going to ask you that. No, they haven't addressed it. If you buy Joy Cons now. In however many months you're lucky enough to get good use out of them, and the Joy Cons are not cheap, so however no, many not. months they last, once that drift comes in, that's it. You got to put up with that drift. Where drift, think... incidentally, is where you, the character or whatever control you have with the left stick, it will just start doing it by itself. Yeah, my friend showed me that. There's the look at this day. I mean, was playing. I can't think what it was. It was. It looked like a two D game, if I remember correctly. Mm. And he let go of the pad, and the character was still moving up the screen. Mm. And I said, I think that's that, that, that Joy-Con drift I read about. And I was like, oh, can, I, can you fix it? I says, I, I honestly don't know. I says, I think there's a court case going on in America at the moment, isn't there, to try and get them to admit liability of it, and that they, they sold the system knowing there was an issue. Yeah. I mean, they did do a program where you could send your Joy-Cons off to get them repaired for free, yeah. but then you're without Joy-Cons. For, so you can't well, play games. a few months. And I think... Yeah, they know what they're doing with that then. Yeah, so they they kind of have admitted it, but they haven't officially admitted it because that would be a massive yeah. lawsuit. But they'll happily fix them because they know that most gamers, well, not most, but a lot of gamers probably go, well, I'll just buy another set while I'm getting them repaired, and then when they come back, that'll be my spares. Yeah, exactly. So they, know, they just know people are going to do that. Yeah. So I've got two sets of Joy-Cons, one of them only half attached remotely to this console mm. and they've got a bit of drift as well when even when they did attach but my really yeah. drifty pair my launch pair the gray pair are so drifty now it's borderline like every third yeah. game it will crop up like every third match in pikmin it will crop up and just ruin it completely yeah. ruin it if i'm playing on my own on this with the pro pad not a problem absolutely fine so annoying I bet it is. 
<laughs> it really is. And... I, I have it a bit with my um, PS4, uh, you know, my cherry pad I bought. Mm. Every now and then that will drift a little bit, but um, to kind of pull in, you know, you can pull the L3 and L3 out and then pop them back in. Mm. Just do and that. that fixes it. But it's still, I noticed, I just thought, oh, God. And, um, but I'm not going to buy a new PS4 pad now, am I? No. Although I, mean, you... I probably should to save, you know, future proof it really. I probably should pick up another pad actually. Yeah, because you can use it on, well, you have to use it with the current VR system. Yeah, but I'm just thinking future proofing it for like in five, six years' time if I ever want to get it out and play it. And then, you know, it's, you can't get PS4 pads anymore. Would you need to do that? Because doesn't everything work on the PS5? Well, I wonder if I get the PS4 console out, I am. I know, but won't all the games just work on the PS5? You don't need to get the console that is, out. I know what you're saying there. That is true, yeah, but I am the kind of person who keeps it all out, you know what I mean? Like, in, if I ever wanted to get it out, and like I got the PS3 out the other day, and I was testing everything on that, and I had to plug the PS4 pad in that with the wire. Yeah. But um, my PS3 just wouldn't connect. I know we're going off, off a bit. My PS3 wouldn't even connect to the internet in the house wirelessly. Oh my god! I know, yeah. Terrible. So yeah, that's my moan about the switch. It's a big moan, I will admit. Yeah, but it's left me thinking. That oh, is a big issue. Oh, maybe I should just buy some more Joy Cons because you know I do like yeah, some of the other colours, but they're like I want to say seventy quid, seventy yeah. pounds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Would um would that be an issue with the Switch Lite? I don't know. I almost mentioned that, but I'm not sure because I don't know. Because the, obviously, the Joy Cons don't detach; they're just permanently no. on. So if 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 there is a problem there, that's a very big problem. Yeah. Do you think Nintendo are going to announce a new Pro Switch? Um, I think they will do, but I think it'll be next year. I mean, they might do it E3. So I think I've read that they're back at E3 this year, aren't they? Or they're doing a live video, but um... they'll do it direct, won't they? Yeah, I mean, they might. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it at E3, but I think Nintendo being Nintendo, I think they'll probably wait till next year. I don't know. It depends. Um, if these Joy-Con thing. Sales aren't slowing, are they? So I don't think they need to push it just yet. No, it's a runaway success, the Switch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely selling mad. I hope they're doing that. I mean, I'll be there <laughs> to give them more money for a new Switch Pro. Especially if they fix the Joy-Con issue, bloody hell. I think, as daft as it sounds, I think I'll be more tempted. If, I don't know, like, I feel awkward saying this, and a bit silly, but, like, I think if Nintendo went back to, like, a home console, I think I'd be more tempted to jump back on board with them like that, but just, I don't like the whole, at the moment, like, take the Switch, put it in the cradle, want to take the Joy-Cons off, or buy an extra pad, or this... You know what I mean? Like, mm. I mean, it is a brilliant idea what they've come up with, and it suits. It can suit everybody, obviously. Because I know people can say, "Well, you can just leave it cradled all the time." But I think I do think it looks absolutely ugh, when it's in the um, is it the cradle. Is that what they call it? Yeah, the dock or the cradle. Yeah, the dock. Yeah, I think it just looks so ugly when it's in that. That's true. I'd never really thought about it from um, like an aesthetics point of view, but it is quite mm. an ugly bit of kit when it isn't in your hand. Yeah, it's just, like, say, my iPad, that just goes out of sight when it's not being used. Obviously, it's still a nice-looking piece of tech, but, yeah. Mm. 
We'll see. But um, I'm more inclined to try and find myself an old SNES. You know, the, um, the, the mini SNES is the main, but I, I think they're like gold dust, to be honest with you. Really? I bet you could get one. Well, if you find one for a reasonable price, you send me a link straight away, because I, I do want one. The, shop, <laughs> the shops are open now. <laughs> no, I don't think I can buy them in the shops anymore. Oh, oh yeah, they're a limited run, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Gold dust. 260 quid on Amazon. Uh, I've got an original Mega Drive if you want to buy that. <laughs> it's Danny's. Yeah, I'm not desperate. You can buy them. They're about 60 games built in, can't you? Yeah, probably. I'm going to give Danny's away if I can find someone who'll take it. Yeah, you, you might sit and wait a nice retro collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? If anyone, if anyone listening wants oh. a uh, not a switch, a um, Sega Mega Drive, an original from like 1992, I think it is. It's got um, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine with it and a few others. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if anyone does want the Mega Drive, <laughs> tweet me. I'm probably able to sort you out. Um, yeah, let's talk about Last of Us being remade again for PlayStation Five. Right, so basically, um, there was a report this week by a journalist on Twitter, I don't know, I don't know pronounce his name, I think Jason Schreier, Schreier, apologies for pronouncing it, butchering his surname, but um, basically, um, the, no, um, Sony Bend had had um, Days Gone 2, turned down by Sony or cancelled. Turns out they had a pitch um, for a co-op game a sequel, Co-op based in a um, is it a live world or something to call it like that where the world keeps you know carry yeah. and um, Sony basically said no. So when they said no, they set them to work with Naughty Dog, and it sounds like they was working on The Last of Us uh, remake, not remaster, remake. Okay. So, uh, so a lot of people put two and two together and says, oh, they're going to be um, Naughty Dog North, and basically they've been taken off the project now from what I gather from what I read. And they've been put to work on a new IP. So no redundancies, no nothing. They're just working on a new IP. Obviously, you put this together with the news about Sony downsizing um, studio. Stu- Japan Studio mm-hmm. um, and saying we're going to be focusing on more Western-orientated games and that those big franchises, which, to me, I think it makes sense. Um, obviously, we'll be looking at... the. Apparently, Naughty Dog are working on Last of Us Remake, Uncharted, and another game. Uncharted? Um, yes, they're uh, doing a reboot of Uncharted as well, which I was shocked at. So I heard um, it was another studio doing that. So it's just a lot of ifs and maybes and stuff. And obviously, it's upset people because Sony seems to be moving away from smaller projects and, and whatnot. But you know, when people go, oh, that's it, we'll never get a Gravity Rush again. How many, I don't want to sound like a dick, because I did buy them games, but how many other people did buy Gravity Rush? Not me. So people saying, oh, I love that game, and it load, there's a massive, fan, but a couple hundred thousand isn't a massive fan base when the games cost, I know they say, well, it doesn't cost half the money that God of War costs, but Sony aren't in the business, or Microsoft, or Nintendo, of making games that don't make money. They're a business at the end of the day. Mm. So the objective is to make good games that sell well and bring people to the hardware or sell the software. 
Uh, that's just a fact. And, you know, God of War sells tons. I think I could be wrong. I'm sure I read God of War's like sold 16, 17 million copies. Mm. Same for Horizon. Um, Spider-Man did well as well. Yes, Spider-Man's done well. I guess Miles Morales has done stupid numbers as well. And we had that on. And then, obviously, but, but Sony releasing, what is it, Ratchet and Clank? I never thought we'd see that again like on PS5, to be honest with you, but it must have done well on the PS4. And mm-hmm. Again, it's not for everyone, but back to the Last of Us remake. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, man, I was only talking about where they're going to go with part three. And then I started thinking. First thing I thought was, well, you know what? They've got a TV show coming on HBO. They're going to try and capitalise on that, knowing a lot of people are going to watch that show who aren't big-time gamers who never even played The Last of Us. So they've got to, they're going to try and capitalise on that. So there's your first thing to remember, yeah. Yeah, good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Not from a, from a gamer's point of view, because you're thinking, well, we only had that game, what, eight years ago? Less than that? Is that what it was, eight years ago, for the first Last of Us? It could have been longer than that. I couldn't have the top of my head anyway. It was a PS3 game, remember, at first. It yeah, yeah, it that. was. So a PS3 game, and they remastered it on the PS4. Right, and I think you can play it on the PS5. Anyway, then the other thing to think is, well, remember me and you played The Last of Us 2, and you've just finished it, but I remember saying to you, I think I said this to you anyway, imagine how good this would have looked on the PS5 if it looks like this on the PS4. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, fucking hell, The Last of Us might look absolute bollocks (laughs) on the PS5. So I'm a bit intrigued about that. And then I started thinking, well, what about if they had all these new animations and different gameplay elements to The Last of Us? Surely that'll make The Last of Us a much improved game. And then I started thinking, what about if they thought maybe they had other chapters to it? Yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, because it's a remake. Yes. So they could... um, What's his name? Um, The the director. Druckham. Yeah. Is it Neil Druckmann? Neil Druckmann. Yeah, he's already said from the HBO script that there's stuff he didn't include in The Last of Us that has made it to the HBO series. That makes sense, because it's going to be a lot more fleshed out. It could be The Last of Us director's cut. Oh, my God. See, now I was... Like I say, when I first heard it, I was like, and then I just... I thought, well, you're a mature adult, Dave. Let's have a think about this. Let's, let's, let's rein it in. Yeah, let's be rational. Never think about it, you know. It, it, it's not one of... The first game isn't one of my all... It's not even making my all-time top ten, but then I started thinking, <gasps> I love the story. I loved a lot about it, but I always said to you, some of the gameplay elements didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. If I fix all that, maybe it will jump above The Last of Us 2 for me, because it, it's, it's pos- it has possibly got one of the best stories in video games ever. I prefer the story in one over two. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh. See, the remake element, that's that's got me more excited. It's not a remaster. I'm sure sure it's a remake. Mm. It's got to be, hasn't it? It can't be a remaster because they're not just sprucing up the the visuals and whatever. I think it'll be... You don't need the whole of Studio Bend just to work on a remaster. I don't think. I I can't imagine. And I guess with the remake, um, I don't. I mean, Naughty Dog's got to be 150 staff members, probably around that number, isn't it? 
I've got. I really have no idea. Well, if Studio Ben's 130, I'm going. I'm saying that um, Naughty Dog's 130 minimum. Yeah. So, you know, we'll the, see. The amount of people in the credits <laughs> could be a lot more. Yeah, but um, I'm optimistic. That's where I'm sitting on the positive side of the fence on this one. Instead of being, oh god, the last one again, because all those people saying that. All, all it'll do is they'll drop a trailer, people will see the visuals and go, holy shit, mm. I need this game. <laughs> <laughs> so idea. we'll see. What do you think? Well, they'll just reuse the original um, capture, won't they? Because they're all filmed and captured. Yeah, the motion capture, I, I guess that's all kind of like recorded and saved into, you know, like mm. data, hard drives, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's stored. It's just a case of, Spruce up the visuals, I guess. Um, they probably use the motion captures elements, you know, like the combat from um, The Last of Us 2. Yeah, true. We'll see. You know, if it is just literally they don't improve the game mechanics uh, and, it's, and it doesn't have a new, um, you know, like a graphics engine, you know, whatever, then obviously there will be people disappointed. And I'll be at the front of the queue on here moaning, going, oh my God, they have proper t- tried to have people's pants down this. But if it is, peer. You know, um, made specifically for the PS5 and the PS5's SSD and all that nonsense and all the power. And they have added the the animation from the you know updated the combat system to where it is in the Last of Us Two. Then I'll also be like, fucking hell, man, this could be like a bit bit special. I can't wait for the TV series. No, man. Well, I, I'm going to have to because I don't have Sky. <laughs> But I think I'll probably buy it. Say again, sorry. I, th- I think I'll probably buy it. I'll wait for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, buy it. Or maybe even digital. Get it on Apple TV oh. or Amazon. Ugh. <laughs> I couldn't imagine owning digital films and TV shows. It's good. I've got season... Whatever the last season was of Game of Thrones. Got a few kids' films. All on um, Amazon. Mm. It's simple. You just go to the bits you own, and there they are. Oh, I don't like it. I know uh, you that's don't. one thing I can't quite. Even with games like that, Yoku's Island Express, I bought that on their retail version. I'm still like that with games, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So, The Last of Us, what side of the fence are you sitting on? Or are you on the middle? What do you mean, in terms of the remake? Are you like, oh no, or are you like, oh yeah, or are you like, oh, I say. <laughs> well, get it out there. It's no skin off my nose. If I, if it's, if it's just a remake, like a remaster, I, think, I won't bother. I think why people are getting wound up is they're like, oh, that means we've got to wait for another a Naughty Dog project. Blah 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 blah. But maybe not. So, you know, Naughty Dog have been two separate, not separate, but they've been like working on two games at a time for a while now. Yeah. So. They possibly have got, if it is Uncharted next, which I don't think it is, I think it's going to be a new IP. Um, If it is that, then it's going to be that, then it's probably going to be The Last of Us to coincide with the TV show, and then we're probably going to get Uncharted. So you're probably looking at, okay, the next Naughty Dog game might be 2023, I reckon, or late (laughs) 2022. They get them out so quickly. But don't forget, if you say that, when was The Last Uncharted? 2018? 2019? Was it after or before God of War? Before. Yeah, so that's what then? 2017? 
Yeah, I've got a look at it now. <laughs> so, say for quarter of the studio started working on the next instalment for that afterwards. That's four or five years. Yeah, I mean, but that's but they've had games in between game. that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The whole studio isn't working on one game. Oh yeah, yeah. The shift. 2016, last um, Uncharted Four. Oh, there you go. And then uh, Last of Us Two was released in what? 2019. Hmm. So there's three year gap. So if you say for three, three and a half years of releasing a game, and The Last of Us Two had a couple of delays. But anyway. I am more excited than um, um than I was when I first heard about it. When I started thinking about it all, and it's Naughty Dog, they don't really do things half arsed do they? No, they don't. So we'll see. Mm. Right. I did see a funny comment though about it. I have, I did see someone post a picture of Forza Horizon and said, "If only Sony had a game that sold this well." And I thought, "Oh my god." <laughs> You don't honestly think Forza Horizon sells better than God of War. Maybe the whole series put together, but not a single instalment. No way. <laughs> How much does it sell? I'm curious. I don't. Well, Gran Turismo, which is, I'm not saying Gran Turismo is the best game, but it's probably one of the biggest selling racing games out there. I think that normally, last one, that sold like four or five million copies. And I think the most Gran Turismo games ever sold when it was at the peak was about 13 million. So, I don't see that happening. There's only Grand Theft Auto when Mario games pissing all over Sony's chips. Oh, excuse me. It does sell well, though. Some, uh, 10 million. Which one was that? That was Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. It, got, it gained 2 million sales in one week. And 10 million as of June 2019. So, it's probably gone way over that now. That makes me wonder, though, is that because it's on Game Pass? Oh, I don't know if that would even... How would they count that as a sale? Oh, I don't know, do they? Hmm, tricky. Because it, if it's selling 10 million copies after it's, after it's Game Pass debut, then bloody hell, it must be the more than 50% of the user base playing it. Hmm. But then, we'll see anyway, but but then I feel like... I. And maybe this is harsh with me, but I feel like the export user base isn't as diverse as the PlayStation user base. And that's not yeah, their fault. That it's because the games they put out, the exclusives... And it's on PC as well, isn't it, I think? Or is yeah. It not? I don't know, I could be wrong about that. No, it is. It's PC as well. Oh. Mm. But anyway, like I says, it's obviously it's better than sold than I thought. I thought it was about six, six seven, eight million, but... Um, it's still not quite up there. We've got a war, and I guess it's not even up there. I'm sure, Uncharted, it's like 16, 17 million. Uncharted 4. I don't know. I don't really. Are these are single player so. games? Yeah, that's. Yeah. They probably get a lot of um, resold as well. Like the sales that would perhaps have been theirs will go to a second hand buyer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 16 million worldwide, Uncharted 4. Wow. Oh, hang on. 20 million on the PlayStation 3 <laughs> and 16 million on PlayStation 4. That can't be right. No, because that's you're, you're on a bit thingy there, aren't you? Um, the Last of Us. Mm, oh, no, yeah. Last of Us is 
20 million and Nathan Drake was 16 million. Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4, yeah. That's what a did lot, I say? Isn't it really? It's loads. Naughty Dog, though. It's so good. Sold. Actually, I want to go back and play Uncharted 4 again. Well, think about that 20 million games sold of. What was the that? Last the Last of Us. Think how many like musical artists who sold twenty million CDs when CDs Records. were a thing. Yeah. No one got near that. Don't forget that that will include digital. Yeah, but even that. Like, oh yeah, true. Well, even now, twenty million. I don't know what's the equivalent of a sale in music these days. Because I'm old. <laughs> Let's move on. Before I sound really old. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, twenty million sold. That's like, that's like Eminem at his peak, and Eminem was a global phenomenon. Yeah. And that game has done twenty million copies sold. And don't forget that game. What cost forty forty pounds fifty dollars? Hmm. That's mad, isn't it? When you think about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's that move amazing. on. Let's. I think we'll skip your film rundown because you've been going quite long. We'll keep that for the next pod. Okay. We'll have a big film rundown because no doubt you've watched loads. So <laughs> let's <laughs> let's jump in to our film club, uh, Life and Run. Now we usually start with the Netflix film, which I think was Run. Was that the Netflix one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's start with Run. This was your pick. Oh, it was a good pick, Dave, I've got to say. Did you <laughs> I bloody loved it. I am going to send you a picture of the only yep. bit of the whole... Oh, no, there's two bits that bugged me. But this bit pulled me right out. Let me find you on my phone. Where's Dave? Let's go to... This one. There we are. Send it on WhatsApp. No, I'm sending it on message. Does that matter? Will it interfere? Okay. Will it interfere if I send this picture? It's too late. I've sent it. It'll no, be with you in a second. Send... Right. Is it on WhatsApp or normal? It's coming on Messenger. Right. So, yeah, this is a film. And I meant to Google this, that I got the pronunciation right and checked I was talking about the right thing because it isn't mentioned in the film. By the way, full spoilers. But this is about... Munchausen syndrome, isn't it? Is that have I got the right what? thing? The the thing the mum does. It has a name. I didn't know that. I've, I I I know there's been cases of it in. I think is it America? Hmm. Uh, but I didn't know there was they had a name for it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and spell it into my phone. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Yeah, that's a picture you've sent me. Yeah, um, I've seen people saying, "Oh my god, that was so tense," and I was like, "That's so dumb." <laughs> But the reason I've sent you that picture, and incidentally, for anyone who's watched the film, this is full spoilers, so I hope you have watched it. It's the picture of when the girl in the wheelchair gets out of her house onto the roof and crawls along, obviously without the use of her legs, to the other side. Now, look at that picture, Dave. Gravity is not fucking with her hair. I think they've angled that, and she's actually on a flat surface. Well, she's definitely in the studio when it was made, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> it really messed up. 
the whole thing. I'm like, that roof's at an angle, like a rock and roof. But they've shot that. Yeah. They've angled that roof so it's flat. Because her hair isn't being pulled by gravity. Yeah, so what, yeah, what you're, yeah. Well, they've twisted the camera. Yeah. So that it looks like she's the roof set an angle, but it isn't. Because her hair I mean, was yeah, her wrong. Her hair should be across her, it should be on the right side of her face, shouldn't it? Yeah, she'll be, pulling, she'll be pulling down, and it isn't. And it yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, that took me out of it. The other thing okay. I didn't like was the very end, but we'll come to that. Go on then. Oh, let me look up Munchausen syndrome. I kind of had it. I got it. Uh, yeah, it's M U N C H A U S E N Munchausen syndrome, also known as factosis disorder, is a rare type of mental disorder in which a person fakes illness. The person may lie about symptoms, make themselves appear sick, or make themselves purposefully unwell. And I think this extends to people doing it to other people to get attention and control. I know about this because second Eminem mentioned because Eminem mentions it in his song. Going through public housing systems, victim of Munchausen syndrome. My whole life I was made to believe I was sick when I wasn't till I grew up. Now I blew up and makes you sick to your stomach. It kind of didn't resonate with me because I didn't know what it was, but I listened to uh, this thing on BBC Sounds called Bad... What's it called? Bad People? It's a real true life crime thing. Let me get it up and give it a proper shout out. It's called, yeah, Bad People. And they have an episode on it. This um, nurse that uh, made sick and killed lots of um, children who came into hospital with like a thing, were kept in, and then they developed all these other things. And it was this nurse who was like making them more sick so they needed her more. And often just killing them. Oh, why? Fucked up. So, yeah. So, that. But I can't believe it doesn't get name-checked in the film. But the way they spoke about it on that podcast, it was like a known, like quite a known thing. But um, one of the hosts on it is Canadian and spent a lot of time in America. So, maybe it's more known out there. But, yeah, it's a thing. And that's what this film is based on. You know the description just gave me? Is that when someone poison someone to make them poorly and keep them poorly or is it when people fake pooliness? Uh, the description I read out is when someone was faking illness but I think yeah. it applies to someone else making someone else ill on purpose not with the intent of killing wow. them just with the intent of keeping them ill and yeah. needing them so carry on the, the film yes so oh it was good Dave <laughs> I don't know where to start. I, I, I love it. it. I enjoyed it. I just thought the the twist, which I thought there was kind of building up to, was a bit flat. Which twist? Because I thought I could see it coming. I thought this is this is going to be the mum because I knew about this condition. I thought this is going to be the mum keeping her ill. I didn't know about. I didn't see the big the other twist coming that she was a stolen baby. Oh, that's what I didn't know. It was a stolen baby. Well. I kind of had an inkling that the mum was keeping her ill, but then as soon as she got into that basement, I thought, oh, God, here we go. And, like, I just thought, she, she, it's not a mum. And I don't know why I thought that. I just think it just popped in there. Like, I think I was trying to think of solutions, and that popped in there. But it was obvious she was keeping her ill, I thought, from almost the start, when she first opened the pills, and she got the wrong label on. Mm. 
And I thought then, well, she's obviously drugging her. And then as it progressed, I thought, why well, she made her disabled? Then you see, she she can move her legs a bit, can't she? Yeah, well, when she stops taking those, the dog pills, basically, the ones that triggered her Yeah, she gets a feeling back, doesn't she? Because mm, they were a muscle relaxant to to keep legs numb. Yeah. But yeah, the way she found out, and then the mum was so fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> that scene so where, awesome. mm, where she goes downstairs to use the internet and there's no internet, and then she's yeah. like, oh, and she wheels off and she doesn't notice that the mum is just sat in the two rooms away just staring yeah. at her it's like oh yeah. that's creepy as fuck yeah and then she bolts it, was, it from the cinema goes to the um yeah that bit was good mm. I like that bit yeah but then I mean I, I did enjoy it but there's little bits like I was like, like like that bit on the roof I was a bit like it's meant to be a bit tense, and I was thinking because I don't feel any tension at all watching that bit. I was actually thinking it was stupid because the one shot showed her and her legs was almost ready to fall off the roof, and then the next shot you see she's climbed over the second part of the roof, and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> see, I was distracted you know I mean? by the hair at that point. I was like, "What's yeah. going on?" No, no, no. I know what you mean though, because people notice different things, don't they? But I was mm. like you say, now seeing that, you can't want to see it, can you? No. <laughs> but um, it was. Um, it was a good film. I thought the end, no, the twist was a bit flat. I was expecting something a bit more oof, of that. You know what I mean? Mm. Then, um, then what we got. But um, I did enjoy it still. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you felt, but I, at the end, can we talk about the ending yet? Or do you want to mention anything else? No, yeah, you go for it. Just jump to the end. At the end, I was like. Why the fuck has she gone to visit her? And then I thought, oh, it's a bit like Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it, where she can't mm. she can't really let go because she has brought her up all through her life. And then when she goes, she's looking at her. And I thought, why is she looking at her? She's as if to say, why have you come to visit? Like, like she's <laughs> looking at her as if to say, I fucking hate you, why are you here? And I was like, why does she look like that? And then she texts the pills out of me. I was like, holy shit, now that is a good ending. I did like that. <laughs> I really liked that bit. I thought, that is messed up. But I thought, well, fair play to her. So that's the she bit. looked horrible in the bed. She oh, she like, did. She it's a horror movie. She looked oh. like, um, <laughs> she reminded me of um, Exorcist. Yeah, worse though. She looked, <laughs> oh my God. You know, if you've seen that image in a horror film, like, mm. you know, like, you'd be like, fuck me, I've got to go to bed. That would really <laughs> fucking play with you. That would, that was horrible. See, the end that you liked is the bit I didn't like. Mm. Why didn't you like it? Because the daughter, uh, obviously it's seven years jump. The mum is now arrested. She's in a mental institute. By the look of it, some sort of prison slash mental institute. Um, Daughter has gone into medicine, used her considerable brains, because she was obviously a very um, bright student, wasn't she? Uh, and now she's talking about how she's in medicine. She's helping kids to walk. She talks about how she gave one kid his first set of legs, and that's her favourite thing. And then she says, oh, it's just really nice to see you, Mum. And they already establish, as she's coming in, that she sees them. She's her once a month. And I thought, OK, so she's a medical student. She knows her mum's deeply psychologically troubled. And... Yeah. And she's maybe just 
you know, accepted it. She is, she's accepted that she's a mum. She's perhaps being kind, reaching out to her. Yeah. And I thought that's, that was quite nice in a weird way. A yeah. bit, a bit fucked up. And then she produced the tablets and I thought, I, I don't think she would do that. I think she would no. understand the mental implications from a doctor's point of view because she's gone into medicine. Even though she probably absolutely hates her, she has got a life. It's back on the track. Mm-hmm. Seven years, she did a little bit of walking. I think she'd have more of a leg use back, to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to comment on that because I ain't not. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it. She stops taking those tablets for, what, a oh, yeah, few days? And her toe movement comes back. And seven yeah, years later... Maybe the, the other thing to think as well is the muscles never... Grew, you know what I mean? Like a muscles never went through that development stage between, you know, like eight years old to nineteen, where your muscles grow and yeah, yeah, true. You know what I mean, yeah. So she missed it. It's like when I broke my leg and they took the cast off, my leg looked like a baby's leg. It was really? just a little. I had no muscle left on my calf or anything, and they said, "Look, you'll have to physio to rebuild your leg, basically." But um, how long was your leg in cast? Six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay. But um I know you're saying there and to a degree that's made me think a little bit about it more, but I think as a viewer it was a satisfying ending. Without thinking about the moral side of it. <laughs> I think as a viewer it was quite satisfying because of what she'd done to her. Mm. I don't know. I, yeah, don't... I, I mean you knew something was up like when you know you you knew little things, wasn't it, like with the postman? I think if you've seen enough of these films before, like this that genre of film, like mm. um, you knew straight away when she says, "Oh!" And then when she went to the door the one day, and the she'd rush, she obviously rushed back because the car door was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were the little strange. clues were there that she was keeping the letters from her. I was surprised she sent the letters. I thought she hasn't actually applied to any colleges. Well, I thought that. I thought she's never sent it. But the thing I thought, I think I thought was strange about that was obviously that day she rushed back, and then she got there and she was looking through the letters on the doorstep in front of her. Mm. But then when she got to the attic, to the basement, there was already a letter in there from Washington University. Yeah. Except, so I was thinking, well, it couldn't have been that day she was there because it was a green envelope, wasn't it? Mm. Quite big. Yeah. So it was almost like she could have got it before she opened the door. Possibly, but yeah. But anyway, that's just nitpicking. But it was like I say, I did enjoy it. Um, I was a bit like mm, with the, the the twist. It was a good twist, but it wasn't what I, I mean. Not what I was expecting. I, I thought it was be a bit more like holy crap, like wow. But um, I did enjoy the actual ending, and a lot of the way in the hospital they didn't do a whole drag it out till she got to the car, and that it was just kind of like. Over in the hospital, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. It was a right level of tense. See, when we watched those, those like that calm with horses, yeah, that that was tense, but it was uncomfortably tense. I because you never know, you just don't know. Yeah, but when it something's like tense, explosion like, of violence. Yeah, when something's tense like that, and maybe it's because it's American, you just kind of feel like everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can no, be tense, you but mean, you just yeah. believe it. It'll be fine. 
I was I never yeah. thought in that film that she wouldn't be okay at the end. Do you know what no, I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean, yeah. But yeah, in Calm with Horses. Yeah, in Calm with Horses. Like yeah, you feel like the reins are on. Mm. It's like a roller coaster. It's scary, but you well, <laughs> chances yeah. are you're gonna be fine at the end. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, yeah. It's a good way to describe it. Like most mm. of British films and you know, a lot of films on the uh, in Europe, Scandinavian especially like oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we watched the did we watch up Red Dot, did we? Yeah. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> yeah, that, basically that. Yeah. It's like, who built this roller coaster? Is it nailed down? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Where's roller coaster car just flies off and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so let's talk about life. The film, not life. <laughs> the topic. Yeah. Um, is it actually an acronym in the, in the title, or is it just called Life? I'm just thinking. Uh, I think it's just called life. If it was an acronym, I missed it. I'll <laughs> um, oh, crack on you. You lead. I'm only doing this one. This was my pick, and you have seen it before, but you didn't get around yeah. to watching it this time. No. So, refreshers needed. Um, there's a space crew bringing back a sample from Mars, which I think they collect from another ship. I wasn't really sure why at the start. They collect it from another ship and then they're bringing it back and they're examining it on their way. Um, and they're on the International Space Station. And it turns out this soil sample has a little tiny particle of life which the guy manages to reanim- reanimate. So it's been yeah. dormant for, what, millions of years, I think? And he sparks it back into life. And pretty soon it gets quite a lot bigger and it's <laughs> different from... I mean, I say quite a lot bigger. It's still smaller than a, smaller than a hand, and it starts off very, very small, like a like a plant, like a, the first little shoot of a plant. And he's interacting with it, he's playing with it, and then it gets a bit stronger. It's clearly getting cleverer. And there's something about it. I can't remember how they phrased it, but basically, it's like all muscle or all brain. It can flick and be. Well, it's very strange. Yeah, and it's like a starfish shape, but more translucent. And then obviously it turns out to be a little fucker and it <laughs> it breaks out <laughs> breaks out of the confinement, smashes up um the guy's hand. But it does need oxygen, so you know, it kinda needs what the people need. And yeah. I I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, I, I think I, remember... oh, sorry. I was gonna say I think it's probably the best sort of space horror I've watched since probably Alien and Aliens. I was just gonna say that, yeah. When you watched it and you finished it, the first time I watched it, I thought, you know what? That that was probably one of the best films that I've seen inspired by Alien since Alien. Mm. And it, it does have a lot, pay a lot towards Alien. But I guess that's a bit harsh to say that because almost any film set in space with horror and aliens, you're going to straight away think of Alien. But mm. it is a good film. I can't remember it that well, like how it progresses to the second and third act. But I remember watching it and I remember finishing it and thinking, Oh, that was a good watch, and I think it's on, on the right. You think it's quite short as well. It stayed welcome. I think it was about an hour and a half, not long. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised when um, what's the guy's name? The actor who dies early on. Ryan Reynolds. Is Ryan it? Reynolds. Yeah, he's a big name actor, and he dies really early. 
Yeah. And it was quite refreshing that um, his sort of character, the type of character he played, is the sort of go-lucky, wise-cracking sort of character that in a film a few years ago would have been the guy that lasted. <laughs> yeah. But in real life, he's the guy that dies first because he's being a bit of a clown. And that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he recklessly went in to try and save the other guy, got locked in, and then the alien... This was the first... It was the first person the alien killed. It got in his mouth, went in, and just fucked him up. Uh, and after a demonstration of its strength, could it completely fucked up the biochemist's hand. Do you remember that scene? Um, not off the top of my head. I'm just looking through the images at the moment. I forgot Jake Gyllenhaal was in it, to be honest with you. Oh, he's like the main guy. Yeah. So, yeah, the biochemist is... I think he's a biochemist. He's got his hands in those gloves that reach into a tank and he's interacting with the thing in there. And they do something with the atmosphere in there or something and it dies and he's trying to get it back to life. Yeah. He's prodding it with some sort of electrical pulse needle. And it comes back to life. Then it breaks the needle, grips onto his hand. And he's like, oh, you know, it's a bit uncomfortable. I can't get my hand out. And then eventually yeah. it just tightens and tightens and tightens and it just crack, crack, crack. And he's just fucking yeah. his hand up. And then when he finally gets his hand out, it's, it's, it's a good effect. It's a good synthetic hand. It's just all, it's just all sorts of wrong <laughs> and <Yeah>. floppy. <laughs> and he's stuck inside the room with the thing. Like, yeah. It's sealed. And then Ryan Reynolds goes in to get him out. He does get him out, but he gets caught inside. Yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds bites the dust. So do you remember the end? Now, that's what I was going to say. Talk me through the second act and the third act is, you know, like vaguely. But... So the second act, they lose contact with Earth. Um, yeah. The thing gets outside on a spacewalk because they're trying to fix the communications, yes. um, kills a few more people. And then the final act, they're completely fucked. The Japanese guy, who is the guy I really wanted to live because he's <laughs> the only person who you see a bit of his life back home. Yeah. And it's by video chat and he's his wife or partner's having a baby and he's got his little baby May and he's like, Stay strong, May, I'm coming and then <laughs> you don't actually see him die, but he clearly does. Yeah. Even if he survives by the time the <laughs> other two leave the ship, he's he's definitely gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the two that leave the ship are Jake Gillingall's character who has said from he's just it's mentioned in the film that he's broken the record for the most consecutive days in space and it's well over a year it's like 400 and something days yeah and he's like i don't miss earth this is where i belong but he's got to go home soon because it's like bad for him to be up there that long yeah but he's like i don't care i don't miss it and she and people are like don't you miss like this fresh air the the sounds and the sunshine, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he talks about the things he'll miss. He's, he likes the air, the recycled air. He likes yeah. the loneliness of the flat. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, you're a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah. So he's in space and he doesn't care. So he says, look, I don't particularly want to go back home. I have an opportunity here to take this alien, eject in one of the lifeboats, called lifeboats, but obviously it's like a little spaceship. And yeah. fuck off into deep space to kill yeah. it, and then and you, the female 
character who's left, whose name I Rebecca forget. Ferguson, isn't it? Yes, I think, maybe. Anyway, she has the other life boat and will take yeah. it to Earth, pre-programmed thing to Earth. So that's how it ends, with him taking the alien off to space and her going home. Of yeah. course, though, the twist is, because you see these two ships going off and you see them drifting in different ways and Jake Gillinghall's fighting the alien because it's trying to obviously save itself. Yeah. And then one lands in on Earth in China and one jettisons off into space and then you go to the Chinese ship, the fishermen come over because it's landed in water and they go to, they look in the window and there's yeah. Jake Gillinghall <laughs> surrounded by a fucking enormous <laughs> mass of alien tentacles and goo and they're like trying to open it and he's like no 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 and then the camera pans back and there are more ships coming to help him and that's probably the end of earth (laughs) yeah i remember that really well now now you've described it yeah i remember i love endings like that a lot it's quite bleak it's really good ending like you say well yeah. <laughs> Imagine being here though, that's the more scarier part, just drifting up into deep space. Yeah, with nothing. With like so no the, food, no just you're just gonna starve to death in space. Yeah. So so the alien did it reprogram the system or something then I can't think. Well he had to Jake Gillingwood's character had to use the manual to like a manual stick to fly out. The alien gets in with him. He tempts yeah. it in there with like oxygen things because the whole space station is running out of oxygen. Yeah. And he has to manually guide it into that space. And he's fighting with it. It's all like wrapped around his helmet trying to work out how to get in because it, it yeah. does have eyes because sometimes you see things from its point of view, but it's not clear how it's seeing. So, anyway, yeah. and it's not, I'm not sure how much it knows or how much it understands, but it manages to get, pull his hand off the stick which I don't know if that means it automatically goes back to autopilot and takes itself yeah. home. But she was having loads of problems in her ship. She had the stick and it was loads of flashing red lights and stuff. So you're not clear when it's going on, which ship yeah. is which. You just kind of hope it's hers that crash lands on Earth. Yeah. But it looks like it isn't. And they've lost communication <sighs> with Earth, so there's no way to warn Earth what's coming. Yeah. No way. It's a bleak ending, but kind of I don't know, it was it was not a bad ending. It was a night it was a good ending. It felt more like an action film. Yeah. Whereas and it felt like that could happen. The ending in run just didn't feel like the natural end for me. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember that film we watched? I can't remember what it was now, it was Netflix. It was about those um not is it the cello, the cello players? Two girls, like prodigies, master cello players. And the end of that, I was like, that's just ridiculous. It was horrible, wasn't it? It was, yeah, proper messed up. And it's like, that doesn't feel like what you would actually do. And that's what Ryan felt like. It felt like that wasn't quite what she would do. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it wasn't as disgusting. I'm not really into that whole... I mean, I've done my body horror, but I don't like that body mutilation and stuff like that, as Mm. as it sounds. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think... I mean, I can't remember... I didn't watch Life this time, but I have seen it before, and I do think that's two films up really this this week. Yeah, absolutely. I love both of those films a lot. I really liked Run. I really liked Run. Yeah, it's a good film, isn't it? Mm. 
Well, I think I liked it more than you, which surprised me. I thought you'd be all in on this. No, I, I did enjoy it, but the problem probably for me was that um, I'd been reading about it for a while, so I was probably a bit hyped up more of it, and I think it might have been a fresh one for you, like off, just kind of like, oh, this yeah, it looks all right then. <laughs> but I've known about it, people saying it's really good before. So sometimes you kind of like expect too much, don't you? Mm. I did. I had heard of Run. I'd heard it was the pick of the um, content yeah, the coming in April. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that's good. So when you picked it, I thought, oh, okay, because I was going to pick that this time because I'm on yeah. Netflix. I think Netflix has got a really good mic coming up, to be fair, off the top of my I'm like, I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but. They've got that new Zack Snyder Army of the Dead coming out, um, The Woman in the Window. Um, there is another couple. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but, yeah, it looks like a strong month in a way. Mm. Right, shall we pick our films for next time? Yeah. Right. Now, I was, if you recall at one point, going to pick the Notorious B.I.G. documentary. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I did watch it. Um, I didn't pick it for this. I watched okay. it in between. And it was good. I liked it. Um, but I felt as I'd seen it, I wasn't going to pick it for this. But I have gone okay. for another hip-hop documentary. And this okay. one is Time is Illmatic. A behind-the-scenes look at Naz's debut album. which was back okay. in 94, I think. That album came out. It's still lauded as one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. It is okay. a phenomenal album. I love Naz, and I want to watch this documentary. <laughs> okay, that's fine, yeah. Uh, just make sure you uh, write that down, because I, I can't remember them titles straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Time We've got one. two completely different choices this week. Uh, week. Um, let me find the synopsis for mine. Um, I remember reading about this last year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So my prime choice is Palm Springs 2020. This was released. Um, stuck in a time loop, two wedding guests develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. Seems like your typical groundhog day, but I've heard this is very, very good. I mean, on IMDb, 98,000 ratings, 7.4. No. That's high, really, for Andy Sandberg and the actress. Her name is Kristen Milioti. Um, no. You'll recognise her when you see her. Okay. Then From leads... what? I don't know. I've seen her in other stuff. Oh, she's in The Wolf of Wall Street. She's in Fargo. Okay. And Black Mirror. Um, oh, Death to 2020. Oh, that's where I recognise her from. Have you seen <laughs> Death to 2020 yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, she's the um, American, you know, like, housewife. Mm. Who, um, you know, like, it, you have to watch it. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. No, it's but funny you've like picked it. Palm Springs because I recently added that to my watch list. A friend texted me really? and said, "Yeah, he texted me and said, watch this. Don't read about it. Just watch it." Yeah, good. Like, okay. that's good. Then hopefully, yeah, because is that the same man mate who recommended One Night in Miami? No, no, different mate. Ah, this is my mate, mate Paul. My mate, <laughs> 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 my mate Paul. He texted me and said, "Oh, watch this." He's the guy. He's the yeah. guy that um gets the Lego Platinums. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, so I am looking forward to seeing that that, that nice one to be fair. Because although I don't know a lot about him, I do know that that album is held in such high regard, like by you know 
um, music journalists and other rappers and mm. musicians, etc. Have you heard it? I probably have heard some of the songs off it, but I'm not going to bullshit and make it like I know yeah. any of his tracks. But I, I do know. I'm, I have I'm, heard I'm, his tracks. I just couldn't tell them off the top of my head. I'm borderline intrigued that you've heard of it because I know hip hop isn't your thing. No, and... I, I, did he do a song and he did it in reverse or something like that? Um, he did. He told yeah. a story in reverse in one of his hip hop tunes. He did, yeah. In on Stillmatic. Which <laughs> you're gonna it's ironic you pick that song. He hasn't got all his albums aren't revolve around the name Matic. His first album's called Illmatic. And then when he What's had like Matic got to do with it like I really don't know. I'd be curious to find out what that is about. Yeah. Um but then he did Stillmatic, which was like a reboot of his career. Um yeah. that was that was a long time ago now. Yeah. Not hear him now, do you? Um, he did most recently. He did an album which was fully produced by Kanye West. It was really short. Kanye West did like three albums. He did his own album. He did an album with um, oh, Pusha T, and he did an album with Nas. There's about six tracks each, and they dropped mm-hmm. all really close to each other. And it's quite forgettable. The oh. um, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, but before that, he's I love nearly all his albums apart from the late 90s ones his first two were really good his first three I think were really good actually the fourth one was a bit of a massive miss and then he came back with Stillmatic after a few projects in between Yeah, and Stillmatic was an absolute yeah I love that one and I've got I've got the CD and there's a track on there which he's He's pulled it. You don't hear it anymore. He's taking it off the album, so it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know why. I can't remember some big controversy, but I've got it, and I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I love Nas. I think he's great. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch this. It's really short too, Dave. You'll like it. It's now in 15 minutes. Oh, that is short. Mm. Yeah. So our two films this week should only take about three hours to watch. Yeah, easy homework, people. Yeah, I'll take notes on that documentary then. Possibly. Yeah, it'd be good if you could listen to the album maybe before. Could I don't? I haven't seen it, so I don't know how much knowledge you're going to need to know. Probably not a lot. It'll probably like spell it out for you. Yeah, but it is I'll a great album. Spotify or something. See if I can. You have to send me a text. Have you got um? You got on Spotify? Only the free version. Oh, yeah, you can totally get it on there. Oh, dear. Um, is, that, is that part of the choices? Is there anything else from Edgepeak? Oh, that's it, isn't it? The that's two it, yeah. Um, I can't remember what the Illmatic one's called. It's called oh, Time what? is Illmatic. That's what my one's called. Oh, exactly. Time yeah, is one. Illmatic. And your one is called Palm Springs. Time is Illmatic and Palm Springs. Yes, very different. Is that a new one then, Time is Illmatic, or is it an old documentary? Oh, it's first I've heard of it when it popped up on Netflix, but it's 2014, so it's quite old. Ooh. I'm trying to think where, where in his discography he was at when 2014 was going on. Because that's after Stillmatic, and he had a huge beef with Jay-Z. I think it's after that. Yeah, he had a massive beef with Jay-Z. Money. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. I think Jay-Z triggered Stillmatic. Jay-Z went at him on the Blueprint album to, to like lay claim to being the king of New York, which is a big deal in, in hip-hop, if you can claim to be the king of New York in hip-hop terms. And he went at him. He hadn't done anything for ages. He was kind of like forgotten. I just assumed he'd retired. <laughs> so Jay-Z was being a bit of a dick and just started on him for no reason. Yeah, that's how it sounds. And then, um, yeah. and then Nas came back and released a track that really caught Jay Z off guard. And then Jay Z went on the radio and did some freestyles and got a bit nasty. <laughs> and uh, people turned against Jay Z. To be honest, I mean, he had his supporters, but I think everyone says, or the general consensus is, Nas won that. Yeah. And they're cool now. They've done tracks together since. Have they? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've told you all this many years ago. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I do like hip hop, like I do like listening to it now, but I'm not like mad for it. Mm. Like like I don't you know, like you know all that about that stuff. I, I don't know anything like that. Like generally like that with most musicians to be fair. Mm. I used to like loads about the prodigy and chemical brothers and stuff like that, but I couldn't tell you anything about them nowadays. <laughs> well that all that knowledge I just dropped is quite old. I'm not as up on my hip-hop as I used to be. Yeah. It's not as good as it used to be, Dave. I don't want to sound like an old man, but (laughs) (laughs) this mumble rap can go fuck itself. (laughs) Right, let's wrap. Time is Illmatic and Palm Springs. That's your homework. If you want to get in touch and tell us what we should be watching, if you don't agree with us, it's at We Don't Go Out on Instagram and at We Don't Go Out on Twitter. Now, I know we've promised to use these social media streams a bit more and we haven't well I haven't have you Dave I haven't uploaded anything I should have uploaded my Resident Evil 7 review really uh, yeah, when you said that I thought that. oh we could get that on the socials yeah I'll probably do that on the, what's it called Twitter mm, yeah get some screens yes we'll do that so we will try and use it more but Dave's been busy yeah. he's built a bar <laughs> I haven't built a bar I bought a bar <laughs> And then watershed and water bar and bought everything that goes in it. I painted it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice, your bar, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> but <clears throat> excuse me, that's a tangent anyway. Right, let's wrap it. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time where you will have watched Time is Illmatic and Palm Springs. That's all.